And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sean Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the East End of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent ya. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Please, holla at Skip and the crew. You know, let them take care of you. Skip's got you covered all the time. So you don't need to worry about anything. Clean Cuts keeps you fresh. You tune in to the Wrap It Up pod. We support each other. That's how these things work. Everybody supporting everybody. And of course, you tune into this, the Wrap It Up podcast, because you support the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors coming up with another big win as they finish off the Milwaukee Bucks 114 to 106. Yes, your Toronto Raptors win 114 to 106. As mentioned, this is the Wrap It Up podcast. As you know, we do this live after every Toronto Raptors game. We stream live on Instagram, on Twitter, on IG, I just said that, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, and of course, in case you are unable to get to any of those places live, we got you covered as well as a podcast is then available on Apple Music, or Apple iTunes, pardon me, you can get it on SoundCloud, you can get it on Spotify, and of course, on Google Play. Either way, we got you covered here on this, what we call the Wrap It Up podcast, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show. And this was an interesting one, right? Because we talked about it a bit yesterday in that post-game where we were wondering what kind of the MO would be if you're Nick Nurse and if you're Coach Mike Budenholzer of the Bucks heading into this game. What do you do? What is kind of your plan? Do you start everybody? Do you kind of just chill? Do you want to not show all your cards? In what could be a preview of a playoff matchup somewhere down the line. Right? And early on, on, what's today? Monday? I still don't know the days of the week. Even though I'm back to work. (laughs) I still don't know the days of the week. But early today, we found out that Giannis would not be playing because Giannis was out. He had oral surgery. Okay, so with no Giannis for the Bucks, gives a good reason for Nick Nurse and the Toronto Raptors to also realize that they are going to not play Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, and Serge Ibaka. And when I saw that, I kind of thought, okay, well, you got to take what you're going to get from this game in terms of, well, what are the positive signs? What are you going to look for that's going to be super important in terms of going forward on something you can build on? And one of those things was we hadn't really had the game yet where the Raptors bench stepped up like we're used to seeing the Raptors bench or maybe how we want to see the Raptors bench. But that changed for sure. As first off, Norm Powell was into the starting lineup. Norm the starting lineup for the Raps ended up being Terrence Davis, Norman Powell, OG Ananobi, Pascal, and Marc Gasol. Whereas for the Bucks, you had Eric Bledsoe, Wes Matthews, Pat Connington, 
Middleton, and Brooke Lopez. So those are your starting lineups, right? A little different than we're used to, but either way, again, a chance to see a guy like Norm who hasn't really played like the Norm that we saw for the majority of the season. We saw that Norm today, though. Norm came out and... Uh, we, we joke around about it because Norm's one of those LA kids that grew up watching Kobe, but Norm was in clear Mamba mode, right? Norm was ready. Norm was on one. Norm came out and no shot was a bad shot. My guy was just super confident in whenever he got the ball, he was aggressive, whether it was going to the basket, whether it was just shooting a three, either way, Norman Powell was ready for this game. And he finished with 21 points, seven of 13 shooting, super efficient, and four of five from three. And I know the stats tell you that was a good shooting night, but even the eye test, when you were watching what Norm was doing, my guy, everything was in rhythm. No hesitation at all. He was confident in his moves and what he was going to do. It's like, you know, once he realized that there's no Kyle and he realized that there was no Fred, it was, it's like someone told Norm, hey, listen, it's your time to shine, my dude. Go get buckets. And he realized it. And that's what Norm Powell did. Norman Powell has been such a key to this Raptors team this season, especially without Kawhi Leonard, because he's another one of those guys who can get buckets for you. And that is so important when you don't have the consistent staple of what Kawhi Leonard was giving you night in, night out. So you kind of need that to come from different places. And you wondered where a lot of the scoring punch was going to come from. And to get that from Norm, when he was been out there, and he's had a tough year with injuries, of course. He's had a tough year in terms of just... Every time you've seen him be consistent for a long time, it seems like something else would happen to kind of deter him and set him back again. So when we came into the bubble and you saw Norm get off to a super tough start where he seemed out of sync, but the positive signs were there. And that's why a coach like Nick Nurse is so important because Nick Nurse said this multiple times. He wasn't worried about Norm because the thing with Norm was he was getting good shots. There was even one of the games where Norm was driving to the basket consistently and he was just missing layups. <laughs> and when you see that, you know that, okay, well, he's not going to miss shots like that all the time. He's at least making the right basketball plays. And then at that point, you're just trusting the process. Pardon the pun. Didn't mean that as a Sixers pun, but you're trusting the work that you put in. You're, you're trusting the offensive sets that you're taking good shots and the work that you put in on your jumper, on your game, tells you that eventually the shots are gonna fall. And if you're Norman Powell, it was good to see Norm be back because they're gonna need Norm. Because when you think about what the Raptors rotation is heading into the playoffs, it's one of those things where you're kind of worried because you're seven guys deep. As of now, Nick Nurse has said he's basically going with a seven-man rotation. And the Toronto Raptors, that I mean, that means your normal starters of Kyle, Fred, Pascal, Marc Gasol, and OG. And then off the bench, you're talking Norm and Serge as of this point. He said he's going to ride his seven guys, right, and have them be the, the mainstays. And they're going to take up the bulk of the minutes. And before the game, Nurse was talking about how that eighth spot He's looking at Rondé so far, but this game was super interesting because obviously without three of your regulars playing, again, no Serge Ibaka, no Kyle Lowry, and no Fred Van Fleet for the Raptors, that means opportunity. 
And not only opportunity for Norman Powell, but opportunity for Terrence Davis, opportunity for Matt Thomas, opportunity for Chris Boucher, and what a job those guys did. Career highs for Matt Thomas and Chris Boucher. Both guys coming off the bench, getting loads of minutes. Matt Thomas playing 37 minutes in this game. And that's really a good look for Matt Thomas because, you know, it's tough for him to get minutes. Just think of the Raptors rotation with Fred and Kyle and Norm. That's just a lot of minutes. If those guys are taking up the bulk of the guard minutes, it's going to be tough sledding trying to get in the lineup if you are Matt Thomas. But how do you do that? You stay ready. And Matt Thomas came into this game and my guy was just firing on all cylinders. He was confidently coming off screens, whether he had to take a one dribble and, and get that three point off, or if he was just coming off a screen, he was ready to shoot it. Mentioned 22 points for Matt Thomas, nine of 17 from the floor, four of eight from three. And that's a real bright spot to see from the Toronto Raptors, because again, your their depth is so important. But in this situation where you're in the bubble and you don't really know how things are going to play out, you don't know what could happen injury-wise. You don't know what could happen sickness-wise. It's so important to have your depth, but also to have your bench guys ready for whenever they become called upon. And even in this game, it's a great example because you're playing these eight games before the playoffs that don't really matter, but... You want to give your guys a night off. You want to give Kyle and Fred a bit of a break. And it's good to know that, hey, when ready, Matt Thomas is there and he's able to cook and everything's going to be all right. Again, career high for Matt Thomas with 22 points and a career high from Q's favorite player, Chris Boucher. Q and, and Jeff Berg. Jeff Berg, for sure, one of our regulars on the Wrap It Up podcast in the, in the feeds, uh, on the YouTube feed, always commenting in, but he holds massive real estate on Boucher Island. And I'm sure he's ranting and raving after this one because the thing with Chris Boucher is he's proven, for the most part, when you give him minutes, you can count on effort. You can count on energy. He might not always hit all the shots, but he's going to take all the shots, right? He's not shy. He doesn't lack confidence. But my guy is ready to play. And a game tonight where he knows that Surge isn't there, and even on top of that, you might want to give Mark Gasol a bit of a rest as Gasol only played 20 minutes in this game. Chris Boucher was ready. Career high 25 points on 9 of 15 shooting, add in 3 of 7 from 3-point land. Plus, this is the part where you can't cheat these numbers because this is all effort. 11 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks, and to assist just for fun. But Chris Boucher showing again that he's ready for the most part when call, called upon. And Chris Boucher is probably a lot more important than people realize because you don't know who the matchups are going to be. But if you end up playing, let's say, the Sixers and Marc Gasol gets in foul trouble, right? Obviously, if an injury happens to Marc or Serge, then you're really going to need Chris Boucher to take up some minutes. But even if foul trouble happens in a game where you're playing against Embiid, who look at looking at how Philly's team is set up now, it's going to be all Embiid all the time. So you might need those fouls from Chris Boucher. Add in the fact that you could be in a situation where you look forward to a matchup with the same Milwaukee Bucks. What was such a key important part of stopping the Bucks last year? Well, it was Mark Gasol building the wall and doing his part 
in slowing down Giannis. It was a team defense, but it was anchored by your center, your big man in the middle. And again, if an injury happens to Mark or foul trouble happens to Mark, you need to know that you can trust Chris Boucher. And I think... I think we know that he doesn't lack confidence, but to see him just in rhythm and have a good game and what coaches love the most is knowing what you're going to get from a certain player. And definitely one thing Nick Nurse knows when he puts Chris Boucher in the game, he's going to give you effort. He's going to be all over the glass and especially early on. I know they joke around about it on the broadcast and we joke around about it here Chris Boucher checks in the game and it doesn't take him long to for him to get shots up right he is not shy that first sign of of airspace my guy is shooting that three and I'll say this you're not going to be too mad at that if you're Nick Nurse because you know that my guy is busting his ass on the glass. He's trying to get offensive rebounds. He's trying to get defensive rebounds. He's trying to get blocks. He's just active. And when your big guy is working like that, you might not mind him coming off the bench and shooting shots. So huge shouts to Chris Boucher. Had a huge game and a huge dunk. That dunk was massive. Those are the dunks that make me miss court cuts. Old school basketball heads in Canada will definitely remember court cuts. But a dunk like that, oof. That was massive. Chris Boucher just had a great night. And this was a game where, to, to echo what they said on the broadcast at the end, this is a game where you got to see exactly what you wanted if you're a Toronto Raptors fan. You got to rest your guys, and the guys that stepped in played big-time minutes, and they didn't disappoint. Matt Thomas, 22 points. Chris Boucher, 25 points. Norman Powell, 21 points. And even Terrence Davis... I think did a really good job. And only he only had 10 points, but five of eight from the floor. But the thing I like about Terrence Davis's game here was he didn't try to force things too much, right? He only shot one three. He missed it. But what else did you notice a lot from him? He got on the glass. He had a couple tap-ins where he was just being super active and getting in the paint and mixing it up. And that's kind of what you need to see from those guys because your bench, a lot of times, you might turn to these guys come playoff time because you just need a spark. You need some type of energy. And so how do you best do that? You get on the glass and also you play defense, which leads me to another main point that we got to make about this game. So a lot of talk, obviously, because Giannis didn't play. So people are looking at the Bucks roster and they're saying, oh man, the Bucks are nothing without Giannis because the Raps are still able to run them out of the yard. 114 to 106. I know that's not really running them out of the yard, but you get the point. When the Raps were playing, this game wasn't really that close, right? But the Raptors, the Bucks are missing Giannis, but the Raptors were missing three of their top seven rotation guys. So people look at that and they think, oh, the Bucks are nothing without Giannis. And this to me emphasizes a point that we were talking about yesterday on the pod. And that is this Raptors team is built on such a solid foundation that you in the regular season can plug in pieces. And because of the culture that you've built, guys know you're only going to play if you're busting your ass on defense. Because if you're not busting your ass on defense, you're going to find a seat on the bench. <laughs> so when these guys check in, when it's next man up because guys are resting or guys are hurt, Norm Powell knows I got to play defense first. That's got to be one thing that I'm dedicating myself to. Terrence Davis, same thing. Chris Boucher, even Matt Thomas. Those guys know when they come into the game, 
They're going to get a lot of minutes if they play defense first. And then in terms of the offense, well, we talk about it all the time. The Raptors offense is contagious because they move the ball around. They share the ball. It's a team effort from top to bottom. It's just constant ball movement and helping out each other, passing up good shots for great shots. And you know who your shooters are. They're, they run great sets. They set great screens. And I know it sounds boring, fundamental basketball, but that's the only way you have games like this where you're able to sit three of your rotation guys and two of your point guards, <laughs> your only two real point guards, and still not really miss a beat on offense. Think about that. The Raptors basically played this game without a real point guard. Terrence Davis is more of a combo guard. And then after that, you're talking Pascal bringing the ball up the floor. They've been messing around with Rondé a little bit, bringing the ball up the floor. But really, the Raps playing with no point guard. And then if we know Mark Gasol, the, the, the center god that is Mark Gasol. He picks up the slack with eight assists in this game. But even a guy like OG with five assists. That shows you have a team that is dedicated to being unselfish and ball movement. That's why it's awesome to see guys like Matt Thomas step in because they know how they're going to get minutes and they also know to stay ready. Talk about it all the time. You don't got to get ready when you stay ready, right? Mentioned that a couple pods ago. So great to see there. Great performance from the Raptors bench. And other than that, other than talking about, you know, seeing good signs or positive signs from your bench, what are some other things? Because I like to look at these games, and I know we wanted it to be a big boy game. You want to see the matchup of Giannis going against Pascal. How are the Raps going to try to stop Giannis? You want to see that, right? And I get it. But I urge people to pay attention because there's still some things that you can grasp from this game. One of those things is Pascal. How's Pascal been doing with his offensive game throughout these first six games in the bubble? Tonight, Pascal Siakam finished with 14 points, 5 of 16 shooting, 1 of 7 from three-point land. And it kind of follows up with the theme that we've been going over in terms of the Pascal's three-point shot selection. Now, he's worked really hard to be able to develop this three-point shot. But one thing that is super important to remember, just because you can shoot an open three doesn't mean you need to shoot the open three all the time. And one of seven from the three-point land isn't really that good. Five of 16 from the floor isn't really that good. So again, a game where you're without Kyle, you're without Fred, you're kind of looking to Pascal to kind of say, okay, we'll take you got to take the lead here. You got to be that dude. And maybe he pressed a little in that moment. I don't know. But the shot selection wasn't really there. But the one thing I always give Pascal Siakam credit for, even when shots aren't falling, you still got seven rebounds from him. You're still getting two steals, two assists. My guy's still all over the place. And playing good defense on Chris Middleton. And Chris Middleton, fellas, guys and gals listening in the chat, Chris Middleton is an interesting case study to me because I go back to last playoffs and as we look forward to what trends or what might stick from last year's Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucs to this year's potential Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucs, Chris Middleton is very interesting. Chris Middleton is having a great season. He's flirting with going uh, the, the highly publicized going 40, 50, 90. 
meaning, or sorry, I guess it would be 50-40-90, which is you're shooting 50% from the floor, 40% from three, and 90% from the line. That is like crazy shooting numbers that have rarely been done. It's like Steph Curry, KD, I think Dirk might have done it one year, Nash flirted with it, but the people to do that in a, like it's, you're just high level shooting at that point, right? So Chris Middleton's having a great year. If you go back to last year's playoffs against the Raptors, one of the key parts of their defensive shutdown of the Bucks was that Kawhi had Chris Middleton on manners. Wrap it up fans will remember one of the things we talked about during that whole playoff run was to pay attention to how Middleton was saying nothing when Kawhi had him on the clamps. He was only getting points when Kawhi wasn't on him, when Kawhi was on the bench, when Kawhi was all over the place. Other than that, Middleton was on manners last year in the playoffs. And that was a key part in the Raptors beating the Bucks. The fact that your second best player struggled to do anything on the offensive end of the floor. So now as we come to this season, and I was interested to see the potential matchups here, and you saw a little bit of Siakam and Middleton guarding each other. That's one thing that just interests me. Can you shut down Middleton? Because the more you shut down Middleton, the more difficulty the Bucks will have in winning games because they need to support Giannis. And if they don't support Giannis, they're going to take another L. It's going to be another early trip home for the Milwaukee Bucks. So seeing Middleton tonight, 17 points, 6 of 12, got to the line a bit. He was okay, right? You could tell he was kind of like half speeding it. But there was a moment where I found it interesting just watching him and Siakam go back and forth. And that kind of made me think, is this kind of a little preview of what we might see in terms of a matchup come playoff time? But again, both coaches probably not showing their full arsenal. So very interested to see how that played out. But Milwaukee Bucks, it's it's going to be another interesting playoff. And, you know, that team, I know they're missing Giannis. And of course, they didn't look that good in this game. But Giannis, <laughs> when they're on and when Giannis is clicking at, on, on all cylinders, the Bucks are still a scary team. So... It could be another showdown in the Eastern Conference Finals again. I look forward to it. I wish we kind of got a better game here, but I understand. I mean, I, I would go on a rant about how I find it weird, this whole NBA bubble situation and how you're bringing all these people back. You're putting all these people at risk to then have load management games where you're just sitting, guys. I think that's kind of fucked up, but that's just my opinion. I get it, I understand it, it's about the playoffs, cool, whatever, but here we are. Raptors win 114-106 over the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, Chris Boucher, the high scorer in this game with 25 points and 11 rebounds for the Raps. Second on the docket, Matt Thomas, also with a career-high 22 points for the Toronto Raptors. As again, they played without Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, and Serge Ibaka. But the Raps bench picking up the slack and doing the job against the Milwaukee Bucks team playing without Giannis Antetokounmpo. So as the Raptors win, let's get to some comments here because I'm interested to hear what people have to say. 
about what's been going on in this game or what went on in this game, pardon me, with this Raptors team and getting to see what the bench is like. So I'm going to start first off. Again, send us your comments and questions live streamed right now on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on YouTube. So please send us your comments and questions. I try to get to comments in every one of the live streams for sure. So like and subscribe. Uh, let's see here. Nick Nurse, why fresh 59 says Nick Nurse has a has a playoff lineup problem, but it's a good problem to have. Very true. You got options. And the key with the Raptors options that they have is also the fact that you can give different matchups. The Raptors can go super big. The Raptors can go super small. If they need shooting, they can plug in Matt Thomas. They need energy and kind of grit and like to grind out a win. They can go to Rondé. Options are key. Options are very big. Uh, Glow Girl Smile points out six Raptors in double digits. That also just showing the balance, scoring attack, the selflessness of this team in terms of sharing the rock, sharing the ball, and just how capable a lot of these guys are in terms of getting buckets. Uh, K2's Garnett says at least McCaw can play defense and don't and doesn't think he's Kobe. Well, I think I'm I'm plugging into an argument that's going on right now in uh in the Instagram chat, which tends to happen sometimes. You know, they're they get feisty in there arguing back and forth. <laughs> uh Cruz, Akeem Cruz says, without Giannis, the Bucks look like an entirely new team. Without Lowry, Fred, and Ibaka, the Raptors is still the Raptors. Yeah, we touched on that a little earlier. The Raptors have built a foundation and we talk about the five years in a row of winning 50 games, but even go back to the two years before that, where they won 48 and 49 games respectively, that is seven straight years of a culture that you got to give Dwayne Casey credit, his whole pound the rock. That's all about effort, consistent effort, especially at the defensive end on a night in night out basis and now that's seven years strong so when you build that culture you're now drafting players and bringing players into the fold that fit into that culture right your free agents that you're bringing in like ronde hollis jefferson fits into that that culture that i can grind it out on defense plus when your leaders like kyle lowry's out here taking charges every game Pascal playing defense, busting his ass on both ends of the floor. Even if his shot's not falling, you still see him running around on defense, jumping out to contest three-point shots. That has to be contagious. If you're Matt Thomas, if you're Terrence Davis, you have no excuse but to do the exact same because you're seeing your OGs do that as well. So what excuse do you have? It's just, it's great to see. And it, it's it's fun to say that you, you know, us as a fan base watching an organization that has kind of figured things out like you know what you're going to get from this Raptors team 99% of the time if not 100 but I'll leave a little I'll leave a little 1% just to be somewhat accurate here but 99% of the time you know you're getting effort and hustle and great defense from the Toronto Raptors team saw that again tonight that's why it doesn't matter who's in the lineup who's not in the lineup and that recipe just leads to regular season success. Dios Mom says, Boucher has a highlight dunk and Shaw asking who was that? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I guess this game was also on ESPN in the States, right? So 
If they don't know Chris Boucher now, they know Chris Boucher for sure. Fly Miss says, I always wondered why Rondé was bringing the ball up when Freddie and Lowry were on the floor, but now I see why. Yeah, I guess it's just someone they trust, and essentially, he gets the ball started. There's a set play they run where it's like a pin-down screen, and then they kind of give the ball to Rondé with a full head of steam going towards the basket. But either way, when you really think about it, especially in this modern NBA, sometimes you have Gasol bringing it up. Sometimes you have Siakam bringing it up. It's crazy to see, but a good problem to have, again, for the for the Raptors. Uh, more comments, though, here as we keep scrolling on Instagram. Uh, Pastor Wesley says, who else gets blocks on the perimeter like Boucher? <laughs> the great thing about Boucher is he's so active. You do see him all the time on defensive rotations. He'll get out and block three-point shot attempts. And normally you'll hear coaches say, don't try to block three-point shooters because it's rare that you're going to block a jump shooter shot. Not so much if you're Chris Boucher with those long-ass arms. And his effort to get out there to try to block those three-point shots. It's actually really impressive. Great game by Chris Boucher. I know there's people who always want more minutes from Chris Boucher, but let's slow down. Let's keep him simmering in the lab, keep him cooking in the lab, and eventually he will get his time. You just want to keep him keep him hungry let him stay hungry let him stay ready and hope that when the time does come that my guy is there and he's ready to go uh <laughs> dante says nurses coaching is like 80s dance movies <laughs> wow sorry nurses coaching is like 80s dance movies where he got the illest moves and the opposing team show up to the next jam in the next town and try to bust the same moves wow that's that's a reference there i mean i, I kind of see where you were going there but that's kind of a lot as my screen here goes out in the backdrop here and we'll try to get that back up but either way you think about it and it's a good look for the toronto raptors because they were able to keep things moving, to keep things rocking, regardless of who's in the lineup. And you know that that happens when people consistently put in the work to keep their offense going, to keep the defense going. When you play with the structure that demands a certain level of, you know, of effort, when you keep that effort going, Everybody else has to fall in line because that's just the consistent nature of how these things go. And the Toronto Raptors are, they've just been a team that have proven that if you follow what they're doing, if you follow the, the script, for lack of a better term, wins follow. So how do you not pay attention to that? How do you not keep that going? Let's get to some more comments here as you switch to Twitter and J.F. Herrera says, Team Culture won that game. Nurse has his fingerprints all over that W. Uh, it's true. Totally agree. Another comment. 905 can win against the Bucks without Giannis. <laughs> Raptors 905, again, showing that development. Uh, more comments. This game was for Bud to try and figure out Matt Thomas. <laughs> People love Matt Thomas. People are, are happy to see Matt Thomas get a chance to to shine and do what he does, which is really knock down jumpers. And it was good to see. It was really good to see if you're Matt Thomas. Uh, another comment asking, is there any chance we see Terrence Davis in a playoff series? Um, I mean, that first round series against the Nets, 
here, there's going to be a lot of things going on here with the Nets series. First thing is you hope that you take care of business and it's going to be a sweep. Because one thing that's super important playing in this bubble where your games are every other night, it's unlike the playoffs normally. Normally in the playoffs, you're going to get a couple days in between rest because there's travel. But now with no travel, you're going to have teams where, or going to have games, pardon me, that are every other night. So taking care of business and trying to sweep a team in four is going to be super important if you can do that while you wait for a couple other series to finish up. So if you take care of business and you beat the Nets, maybe there's a couple games in there where you know, things get a little out of hand and maybe you do get some more playoff ex or some playoff experience for a rookie like Terrence Davis or Matt Thomas. But other than that, I'm going to be honest. I don't really think that you're going to see much of Terrence Davis or Matt Thomas in the playoffs. It's going to take something drastic for that to happen. Nick Nurse has been very vocal about him basically trusting his first seven guys, which are starters and then Serge and Norm coming off the bench. And then he mentioned today, maybe Rondé getting some minutes as well. But if you think, Rondé's a vet. So it would take something drastic or something in desperate need of a spark for him to turn to Terrence Davis or Matt Thomas in anything but spot minutes or garbage time. So that's why that's what made this game super important as well. Sticking with Twitter comments, Sanjay asks, or says, Pascal has to realize that he doesn't have to shoot threes just because he can. He was one for seven. Um, yeah, I've been talking about this from the start. And the one thing I got to halt myself with and remind myself is that Pascal's still young. And he's still figuring things out. And you kind of got to take the good with the bad in terms of him figuring out just his game. And figuring out what it means to be a go-to guy. What it means to be a leader for the Toronto Raptors. And thinking about what everything, you know, how everything has to run through him. Is he going to be the guy? That's a lot of pressure to put on a, a young guy like Pascal Siakam still trying to figure it out. So as much as I, you know, I look at things and I, I try to critique and say, hey, maybe he shouldn't have taken that three-point shot. It wasn't really in the flow of the offense. I do got to remind myself as well. My guy's young. He's figuring it out. It's going to take some time. Uh, JS, I'm trying to see this name here on Twitter, but the comment is, I worry about Pascal. I think he takes too many bad shots. The three is an option, but he is successful when he takes it to the bucket. I totally agree. And I just think it's more about waiting for the rhythm, right? And it's the same thing with Norm. And Leo, shouts to Leo, because Leo brings this up all the time. Of course, Leo being a coach, right giving you the coach speak but he says a lot that for those guys sometimes it's a matter of taking it to the basket first getting into the flow getting a good touch of the ball first go to going to the basket a few times and then stepping out and taking the three you can come down the floor and jack up a three whenever you want if you're Pascal Siakam doesn't mean that you have to do it doesn't mean that it's in the flow of the offense but he's going to figure that out He's going to figure that out. I'm not worried about that. And I also think too, Pascal got to this point in his career where he is right now in terms of he got the max money, he got the big boy check, and also he's one of the main guys on the team. But he got to that point because Nick Nurse trusted him. Nick Nurse allowed him to, you know, bring the ball up, gave him a little, gave him a lot of freedom 
in terms of where he is at a position where he can take those shots. He's not going to get pulled because he makes a mistake. He's going to be a guy that the Raptors allow to make mistakes and allowing him to make the mistakes has really helped his development. So you, as a young player, you got to take the good with the bad and bad shot selection here and there, turnovers here and there. It's a learning process. And did the championship last year speed up that learning process? Yes. But in terms of long-term development, if you're talking about Fred and Pascal being the leaders of this team, the core leaders of this team going forward, it's going to take some time for Pascal to develop that 1A mentality, that calm and cool, I'm fully under control mentality that you we loved seeing from Kawhi Leonard last season. But either way, good game for the Toronto Raptors as they end up victorious against the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, no Giannis in this game, but also no Kyle, no Fred, no Serge. Either way, the Raptors step up with a 114-106 victory as they get 25 points and 11 rebounds from Chris Boucher, 22 points from Matt Thomas, both career highs and points from them. Also a great sign, Norman Powell, high efficiency, 21 points, 4 of 5 from 3, 7 of 13 from the floor, 8 rebounds from Norm as well, as he filled in in the starting lineup. Also also for Norm, gotta mention, 2 steals and 3 blocks. Norm doing a lot, a lot. Great to see from Norman Powell, because the Raptors will need Norm in the playoffs. So great signs there, and... Great win for the Toronto Raptors. You you got what you wanted in terms of rest for some of your dudes and also seeing your bench pick up the slack. So as they head into their next game against the Sixers on Wednesday, I guess the question is, will Joel Embiid be back in the lineup? Going to have to wait and see that one. As we know, the Sixers have their own issues as Ben Simmons is done for the season. Embiid is going to miss Tuesday night's game with an ankle injury. So not really sure. If they're going to bring him back to play on Wednesday against the Raptors, you might think, well, what's the point? But on the flip side, there's a battle right now between Indiana, the Sixers, and the Heat for the four, five, six spots. And Joel Embiid, you might not be able to rest him. You might need him to play to try to get into the four, five matchup instead of having to play Boston. But we'll see. Either way, that's Philly problems. And I guess the next Philly problem that's up next for them is these Toronto Raptors, who improved to 51 and 19 on the season after a 114-106 victory. Again, thanks to everyone for tuning in, whether you were live on Twitter, whether you were live on Facebook or YouTube. Really appreciate you guys for tuning in live or Instagram. Shout to the Instagram crew. Really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Again, for, to this, the Wrap It Up podcast, my name is Shelton Alexander, and in case you came to the podcast late, know that you can find the full thing up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, because we are there. We got you covered after each and every Toronto Raptors game. We want to hear from you, the Raptors fans, because you guys deserve a post-game show. So here we are doing it for you each and every game. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.